Good evening, Manchester. You're listening to the Weekly Dion on 95.3 FM WMNH. I'm your host, Ben Dion. My dad's joining us tonight as always. Dad, how's it going? Very well, Benjamin. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. You okay on the couch over there? Yeah, I feel good. Just don't lay down. There's a level of comfort. There's a level and, of comfort. And I need a level of comfort. You need lots of comfort. And <laughs> I'll put the camera on you later so people can see how yeah, how, 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 how injured, uncomfortable I am. How injured and, you know, feeble you look tonight. Uh, not feeble. Not feeble at all. I'm rocking, man. I'm rocking. Um, tonight is a very special night uh, for a few reasons. Um, it's always a special night when we have the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. John Clayton. John, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Ben. My pleasure. You know that. Hi, John. Um, it's always an honor to be here. Now, John, I think this might have put you into second place oh. overall. You know who has first, right? No, I thought I was in first. You, your face looks so offended. I, I love that. If it's Dan Chesney, I am going to do it. It is not Dan. No, no, not, it's Dan. not Dan. Not Dan. Um, Dan's, I think, two behind you, actually. Is it your aunt? No. She's on every week. Well, that doesn't count. That's no, the phone thing. No, that doesn't thing. count. Um, Matt Connerton. I think he Who has... just left the seat you're sitting in? Yeah, I think he... Uh, he had the temerity to leave before I could hold him? Six. I think you guys may be tied. I, I, I'm going to check and I will let you know. We'll have a final tally. You know what? That's what I should do. I'll tally the a night I have free. It's too late now. It's too late. <laughs> it's way too late. There's, there's no comeback. There's no, there's no comeback. Uh, but tonight's a very special night because uh, this is going to be our last live show. Uh, at least for right now. We're going to say it's a see you later, not a goodbye. Um, we decided to, to take a pause in the show for a while because, frankly, I'm really busy. Um, there's a lot going on. Um, serving on the school board, uh, spending time with my family and, you know, the new job and everything. So we thought it was it was time to, you know, to take a pause and to, you know, stop the show for right now. Because, honestly, we weren't be able to do a consistent show over the last few months. And I didn't find it really fair to people that like to listen to the show and the different guests and find out what's going on around the city, different events. And, you know, it, it wasn't consistent enough. So um, we're going to take a pause. So this will be our last show for the foreseeable future right now. But um, so tonight we're going to talk about the show, obviously talk to Mr. John Clayton, what's going on uh, at the Miller Museum, different events, uh, talk a little bit about history. Um, my dad is on the couch tonight because, you know, you find it more comfortable. Is it more comfortable over there? Absolutely. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah, it is. I'd have to turn the camera on you. So, well, how do you don't feel, feel don't feel compelled. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> there he is. Facebook live. Try, try to look hale and hearty, Daryl. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. That's what your fans want. It's funny too. I had to hire a a a, a company with, with the the name the its letters M A S to come in twice week twice a week to to shower. And to clean up a little bit. So this was one of the days. So I'm as clean as I'm going to get today. <laughs> they don't make enough money to deal with you. Just want to put that and out honestly, there. Honestly, honestly. I mean, the the women that have shown up to the two days have been great. But I, I got to tell you, I'm definitely more embarrassed than they are. I mean, this is not something I want to, you know. I'm embarrassed for them. I mean, really. <laughs> but it worked out well. Um, and I'm, 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 a, I'm a clean man today. It's time for your sponge bath, Daryl. Absolutely. <laughs> Jeez, um, my dad's not talk more about, but he is he's doing well. Yep, things are well. He, things do, are he, good. he doesn't he doesn't feel as bad as he looks. Um, <laughs> I hope that goes for me is, as well. He's recovering well. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about his little story uh, later on. And it is it is quite a story. 
It is quite a story. It is. It really is. Um, but yeah, John, thank you for coming on the show. You know, I do have to thank you immensely because if it wasn't for you, I might not be here because of you being able to help me to come on the studio in the studio. That's what I wanted. It was the goal. I started it more of thinking, yeah, we'll see where this goes. Like, yeah, this is a fun thing that I, I decided to do. And, you know, out of the apartment that we live downtown and, um, you know, and you were on, technically it was the second episode, yes. Yes. but Se it was the first organized one. Second offense of the night, but I'll, I'll <laughs> let it slide. It was the uh, first organized episode. Yeah, and I remember quite well. I had recently started at the Milliard Museum, and you had my niece, Sarah Beauchene, yep. as a student in your class at Memorial. And you called and said, you know, I, I, I've got this idea for a podcast. You know, do you mind if I come in and interview you about your job and what you do? And I thought... Of course, you know, you mentioned Sarah's name. That's the magic key. <laughs> Absolutely. You mentioned my niece and you opened the door to my kingdom. And you came in and, you know, we did the interview. And, you know, having been a journalist for 20-something odd years, I know when an interview goes well and you just had such a grace about the way in which you asked me questions and we, you listened to the answers and the answers fueled your next question. Right. Which very few interviewers have that skill. And I just knew right away that, you know, you, this is something you were very good at. And I think we talked about other guests you might want on the show. And you mentioned Nick Willard. And I said, hang on. <laughs> I called, I, you know, I am the master of connectivity. And I called Nick on my cell phone and said, hey, you know, my friend Ben would like to interview on his radio program. Are you good with that? And he said, sure. <laughs> and you were on the air here on Manchester Public Radio the next week. And it was pretty amazing. It really was. Uh, because, you know, I give... Um, Joe, Lara, and help me out here. Jason. Jason, Cody. Yep. All the credit in the world because they listened to the one or two programs you had recorded. Right. And they said, yeah, let's take a shot with this young man. And I'm proud to have been a part of that gestation that allowed you to bring your program to the public for, what, four more, four more years now. Yeah. It's, it's weird to think about how long we've been on the air, too, because it doesn't feel that long. It's gone and by really it's fast. Very fast. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, I the funny thing is that when I had uh Nick on the show, um, I did a ride along. I think it was the day after that. So we talked about the ride along the following episode. Um, but that was just so cool that, you know, that connection can be made and he still listens to the show. And I ran into him, I want to say it was a two years after that, and a lot of change because my dad was on the show with me. And we were on the station and he, uh, he was the U S marshal. He was the U S marshal. Yeah. A lot of change. And he yeah. loved, it's funny. Didn't say anything about me on the show. It was all about my dad. <laughs> Your dad's a great addition. He's so funny. I was like, Oh geez, I'm crying. I used to like you. And now you're talking about my dad. The now whole you're time. stealing my thunder. I Seriously. <laughs> Nick is, Nick is so great. He yeah. really is. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to uh, be on the show with him several times mm -hmm. in the morning show as well. And he's, he's a cool cat. <clears throat> He and I went through Leadership Manchester together, and we've been thicker than thieves since then. It's just uh, such a such a great guy, such a, a tribute to Manchester that absolutely, you know, he's still around and he's still hanging out here with us. So. Oh, definitely. Yep. Um, I do want to stick a little bit to the outline because I, I I think the biggest question, and since you know you were the first stages of the show, what has changed, or if anything, what is you know what hasn't changed about Manchester from then until now. And that's now we're talking almost five years. Right. 
Um, without having seen your outline before and having time to prepare an answer, um, I tell people that, you know, COVID has changed everything mm. to a degree. And we keep talking, my brother Bill and I were just joking about pre-COVID. It's like, did the world exist? A pre- distant memory. A distant it is. memory. And, yeah. you know, I can't wait until we can use the phrase post-COVID and mean it. Right. And that the pandemic is over, we've moved on. You know, it happened in 1918 with the Spanish flu epidemic. It took time, but ultimately, you know, we emerged from that as a better, stronger community. And I think that will happen in Manchester as well. If you remember, go back to 2020 when we had the presidential primary campaign was going on here. Manchester was humming like a neon bar sign. We had Mm -hmm. every good thing going on in terms of businesses in the mill yard and all kinds of prosperity on every front. And COVID slammed the door on so much of that. It's really difficult for somebody like me, who's a you know, positive, optimistic person, to accept that. But I see those vestiges starting to come back. Mm-hmm. We got the $25 million raise grant for the Mill Yard, yeah. which was three years of incredible hard work on the part of the city and people like me who supported it as you know, part of the future of the city. I love the history of the city but the future is just as important. And just to see resilience. I know you hate it when I use that word because that's always my, describe it's Manchester a good word, in though. one word. It, it works. Is. It is it who works. we are. Yep. It is still who we are. And I see those sparks coming back. And the union leader did a story a couple of months ago about how will you know, John, when the milliard's back? It's like, when I look out my window and I have a hard time finding a parking place. Yeah. That's when I'll know and we're getting back to that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, as much as we lost with the arrival of COVID, I see us picking up right where we left off and moving forward. And that it, it's funny you say that because the around that time was that the um, the trivia night, which was presidential such, a, primary such trivia an night. awesome yeah, event. Yeah. What a good time! And yeah. it was just it was really cool. Like that that was that was one probably one of my favorite events I've ever gone to. And I was doing I was doing the presidential primary trolley tours at that time. That was great too. Which were just phenomenally popular. You know, Mm -hmm. the mayor had asked me if I would do it, and working with the Hitchcocks and other people, we put that together on the fly. Mm -hmm. And these so-called political tourists were fascinated to come to Manchester. And we had put together those program books where here's a picture of JFK at Victory Park, Mm -hmm. and we would park the van and go stand where he stood, and people were just amazed at that. And that's the kind of energy, I mean, that we had going into this. And then, you know, February 29th of 2020, I drive myself to the Elliott Hospital, and I have this really concerning heart condition. And what could have caused that? And what started it? And two weeks later, we shut down because of COVID. I had COVID wow. before anybody knew what COVID was because of that. Yeah. And so when I talk about getting out of COVID, I mean it in a very personal way as well. Mm. Because, you know, it altered, you know, two years of my life. But I want to get back to that same energy we had before and get people excited about being here in Manchester. And you saw it yesterday when <clears throat> my friend Stan Garrity unveiled his first yeah. black celebrating black history oh, in Manchester. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a labor of love that Stan's been doing for years. Yeah. And obviously we at the Historic Association totally support him. Most of his research has come from our research center. Yeah. But there were 30 people who showed up on Elm Street yesterday in the middle of a cold, you know, yucky winter day, including the media, including MUR, including Manchester Public TV, to document what I think is a really forward-looking thing because let's move past this stuff right. and embrace what Manchester has always been once again. 
Big yeah. shout out to Stan Garrity. That that was a really cool. I know he's been working on that for a long time. Yes, serving the Heritage Commission with with me, and you know, it's just a really cool project. And I'm I'm happy you could get that up there. And um, yeah, oh, I was happy to see Carol uh, Robidoux um, right in, the, in was, the middle of it. It was beautiful. She was filming over my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> my former union leader colleague. It was like old times again. Absolutely. Uh, but it was just such a nice turnout. You know, we, our research center was open yesterday. It was a Wednesday, mm -hmm. but everybody at the research center left. <laughs> to come to the unveiling of the plaque. That's awesome. And I think it's a great tribute to Stan. And, you know, before COVID, once again, I hate using that phrase, I had met with Jerry Ann Boggess from the Portsmouth Black Heritage Trail mm -hmm. about exploring Manchester's black history, which is woefully underrepresented at the Milliard Museum. And I, I have no problem saying that. We need more. And Stan's been the lead guy for us. So, wow. again, I view that as the next step forward. Mm. What's next? What can we do next? How yep. can we push this behind us and you know, progress as a city. I love that. Stan does a great job. Very passionate about the history of Manchester. Um, you know, it's so important because John, you're very forward thinking and which has to happen. That's how things get done. <clears throat> you know, when you think about the black heritage movement, you know, it's important. Speaking of forward thinking, I spent last Tuesday in a private jet flying to Burlington, Vermont at the request of Dean Kamen. Because right now, uh, his army project of the manufacture of re, you know, human organs is progressing at such a pace that they're actually looking forward not just to the manufacture of human organs, but the delivery systems that will bring those human organs to those who need them. Ooh. So wow. Dean's people asked me if I would fly to Burlington, Vermont, to visit a company called Beta, B-E-T-A, uh, where they are progressing in unbelievably rapid fashion on what we call vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. Wow. Uh, not, we're not talking a Harrier jump jet, which is the military version of this. These are high-tech carbon fiber aircraft that will have helicopter capability as well as vertical hmm. plane capability wow. to deliver human organs. So let's say 10 years down the line, Daryl, you're at Brigham and Women's Hospital and you need a spleen or a kidney. The call comes into Army where they manufacture those devices through DNA and 3D technology and in 10 minutes, that aircraft has left Manchester with that transplantable organ to fly to Brigham and Women's Medical wow. Center. It has helicopter landing capability. It can land Jeez. on the roof of the hospital. And, you know, I, God bless Dean. I don't know why he thinks of me when he thinks of these <laughs> things. But I was privileged to go with a group from Manchester to go and see this company that is developing these technologies. And it is just astounding. So when you say progressive, thank you. As much as I love the history of the Milliard, I'm as equally excited about the future of it. And mm. the reason that Dean <laughs> lets me go on these things is because I tell people, you know, the Milliard is a living, breathing thing. You can't enclose it in amber and make it expect it to survive. It needs to grow and change. Mm -hmm. And that's an example of the kind of growth and change that real visionaries like Dean can see happening. And yeah. the fact that they let me play on the same <laughs> playground with them is astounding. Come on, you're having so much fun. Come on. <laughs> they were. It was an eight-seat plane. I got to tell you, they took care of us like queens and kings. Nice. I didn't like the return to Manchester Airport on a six-eight-seater. <laughs> I'm used to Southwest 737s. Yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah. You could feel, pardon, it's a mixed metaphor. You could feel every pebble in the road on the way back to Manchester, <laughs> right. including crosswinds and everything else. But It's uh, a different flight in that kind of small plane. It's a plane. Very, very different flight, and I'm not a, I'm not a great passenger to begin with but it was worth the trauma 
emotional trauma at the end <laughs> uh, to have been a part of that. So mm. thank you. The word progressive means, you know, I totally respect the past, but I so can't wait for the future. What's yeah, ahead of us? You know, and I, I got to tell you, um, having spent some time with you and in, in, in the city uh, for the last five years, prior to that, I really wasn't that involved at all. But I have recognized over the years that Manchester historically is it just incredibly meaningful to this whole country, not not to just this area. We're talking about the whole country. Yeah. Uh, the the impact that Manchester, New Hampshire, has had historically is immense, and we need to celebrate that and keep that going. Absolutely. I don't. I can't see where are behind the dustbin, but if you're wearing Levi's, the denim for the first Levi's was made in Manchester. Yeah. And you start with that with kids, and I had some visitors in from out of town the other day. <clears throat> The only naturally occurring outbreak of anthrax in the United States was in Manchester. And so after September 11, when people started getting envelopes with anthrax, I was the person every news media called to talk about the context of the anthrax in the United States. Wow. So we are, we are so unique in so many ways. And yes, I'm a storyteller. And yes, I'm a homer. But we have a story to tell here in Manchester that is unlike any other community I can imagine. Mm-hmm. So I can't think of any how other. How can you not get caught up in that? And I'm sorry if my passion spills over, but, you know, I was born here. I got goosebumps oh, yeah. just talking about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. We actually have a caller. Let's see who this is. Thanks for calling the Weekly Down. Who's this? Mr. Dion. I have returned after such a long break. It oh, I have returned. I thought I'd get rid of you. Jeez. <laughs> well, you know, it seems like you are by ending your show. I, I that was actually the, the goal. That was called the... in in, like, nearly a year. I know. I thought I, thought I, I got rid of like, you. You, you thought you got lucky. You didn't get lucky. Um, I'm back. <laughs> I'm here to announce that you actually are not allowed to end your show as long as I haven't called in. So. Oh, okay. I appreciate you. <laughs> now it's official. I appreciate that for sure. Thank you I'm so much, kidding. sir. I wanted to actually congratulate you on a good run of your show. Um, wish you luck in whatever you're you know, going on to do next um, and let my voice be heard on national radio. Not national radio, on local radio. One more goal before I go out the bank. Well, I appreciate that, sir. Thank you so much for calling. Absolutely, in. of course. It's really nice. Okay, right. that is all. Have a have a wonderful night, everyone. Bye. You too. Thank you. I think we have another caller back to back because I can hear a beep in the back, Whoa. and we do. Let's see who this is. Thanks for calling the Weekly Don. Who's this? Hi, it's Joyce Craig. Hey, how's it going, Mayor Craig? Good. How are you? Who's Not that? too Who's bad. That again? <laughs> John thinks he can. He's funny. We were only together twenty four hours ago. John is very funny. Thank you. Tell my brother Bill <laughs> and my nephew Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> so how's it feel? This is sort of the last show for a little bit. Yeah, it's a little weird. I mean, uh, you were in the. I think you were in the first six or seven episodes. And I want to say it was when you were running for mayor. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah, that was the, I think that was the second time? Because that was in 2017. Yes. Wow. We don't talk about the first time. We don't talk about the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not talking about that. It may be stronger. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, it was really, you know, what I love about your show is that, um, you know, it's it's personal and it's educational and it's a lot of fun. Uh you know, you, you do an awful lot of uh, preparation and research heading into your, your shows. So, um, you know, it's, we, we really have appreciated all of your work. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it, it does, I think that's what I've realized is it took, it takes so much that I, I, 
I didn't have enough time for it. I mean, um, it's, it's just a lot and uh, a lot going on with, with the family and with the school board. So, um, no, I, I, but I appreciate you calling in and, um, you know, I'll put you on the top three guests when we come back on the show. I'm making, <laughs> a, I'm making a list for that when we come back eventually. Absolutely. And you know, Mayor Craig, what Sounds I'll say good. is that when I was doing my column for the union leader, my motto was local, local, local. Nobody cared what I thought about what was happening in Afghanistan or in the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. They cared about what was happening in Manchester. And like you, I believe the beauty of Ben's show is that it was local, local, local. Talk about stuff that affects our lives in this community. Yeah. And like you, I just think he's done a masterful job of doing that. Thank you, John. Yeah. I appreciate that. And speaking of local and family, how's your dad doing? I'm good. I'm good, Mayor Craig. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, you're there. Yes, okay. I am. I wasn't going to miss this. Are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> they would have had to I ride me that. in in a stretcher. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, good. I survived it's the fall. It's great to hear you, Daryl. Uh, it's great to hear you as well, uh, Mayor Craig. I I got to tell you, from a personal perspective, uh, I have had a ball. Um, you know, uh, and like you said, uh, this show has always been about Manchester, which and in my mind, that's what it's all about. And Ben was true to form uh, the entire yeah. run. And uh, I'm going to miss it. It was funny, too. Uh, ben was reluctant to tell me because he thought I was, you know, you know, was going to, I'm obviously going to miss it. But it, this was Ben's show. I was just comic relief. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, Aww. Mayor Craig, since you mentioned that first election we don't talk about, um, <laughs> that second time around, uh, we had... A rally you had a gathering of people you know to support your run and i pointed out to people that that election we don't speak about you'd lost by 60 votes and i explained very carefully to them and i'm a west high school graduate but i was never good at math <laughs> that was five votes per ward and i hope you yeah. remember me calling your supporters out to say five votes per ward can we not <laughs> yeah. convert five voters per ward to make this woman the first female mayor of manchester and Absolutely. if I do nothing else in my career, I'll, I'll stand by that <laughs> Newt, Newt Rockney speech oh. that I gave to your supporters. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, that, that was a tough one. You know, elections are tough. Um, and w- you, you really have to, have to put it all out there and make sure people turn out. And, and we have an important, an important election coming up on March 15th and in Ward 9, you know, in Ben's yep. home ward. And, uh, you know, it's, it's critical that people turn out to vote that, you know, chief, former chief Burkish is an incredible uh, person who has given so much to uh, this community talking about local. And I think he's fourth generation living uh, with his family in ward nine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I hope that uh, folks turn out to help him and um, turn out to vote on the 15th. Definitely. definitely. We're going to get him elected. Uh, Mayor Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, if and John, I, if, it's so nice to have you on the phone because, you know, as we've <laughs> talked about a number of times how local this is, you know, you personify local and the institutional knowledge that you have about Manchester and about our residents is, is, uh, is incredible. It's, it's I was something I was born to do. I have to warn you that uh, <laughs> Dan Chesney is writing for a, a magazine called The Senior Beacon, and he recently interviewed me for their first edition uh, which is given away free at Hannaford. It's on the, you know, with the Hippo Press. And we talked about that. And he said, when are you going to retire? And I said, <laughs> how do you retire from being me? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm always going to be me. And, you know, the Historic Association has been a great launching pad for 
you know, my continual profession of my love for the city of Manchester, you know, the union leader was my platform for 27 years and I have a different one now. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad you appreciate and know, uh, as Ben's listeners know as well, that this is my hometown and I couldn't be more proud of where I come from. Me too. Same here. Yes. Yes, you too. Definitely. When, uh, Chris Pappas was, um, asked me to emcee his swearing in as a member of Congress, mm-hmm. It occurred to me that while we were there, that Mayor Craig was there and Chris Pappas was there and I was there. Um, Mayor Craig is a graduate of Manchester Memorial High School. Mayor uh, Congressman Pappas is a graduate of Central. And I was a graduate of West. And I pointed that out to everybody. I said, so when is the School of Technology going to get in the game here? We need <laughs> really? <one."> right. <laughs> yeah. That's very funny. true. Very true. I didn't think well, of that. Well, we all know Memorial is better. Nice. So it's, it's okay, it's John. Just, you know, hometown pride. <laughs> is, West side, best uh, side. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, Mayor Craig, I really appreciate you calling in, and um, uh, it, it means the world to me. And um, you know, I, I look forward to to continue working with you on on the school board, and that's where I'm, I'm dedicating the the rest of my time to. So we'll move we'll move it Sounds forward. Good. Thanks for everything, all of you, and uh, Ben. Uh, yeah, I'm thrilled uh, that we do have the opportunity to continue to work together. Awesome. Thanks, Mayor Craig. Have a great night. Thanks, Mayor Craig. Have a good night. Take care. Bye bye. <clears throat> well, that was great. I love the call-ins, too. It's yeah. funny. Zach, the kid that called in right before, just Facebook messaged me and said, congrats, Dion. <laughs> You're not getting back in the air, Zach. No, I was with Mayor Craig. I wasn't kidding when I said I was with her 24 hours ago. She was at the dedication or unveiling of that Black History Monument oh, in, right, in Manchester. Right. And this, I'm sad to say, was the first year I was unable to serve as Master of Ceremonies for her inauguration as mayor. Mm. I did the first one because clearly it was an historic occasion. Right. I did the second one because she asked me very nicely. <laughs> and she asked me very nicely again, but we're in the midst of an audit at the Milliard Museum. Uh-huh. So my duties have shifted somewhat and I was unable to do it. And it, it broke my heart. I wanted so much to make it a hat trick and do three in a row. I was a little disappointed, John, because I was there as well. Uh, well, I know. <laughs> and I'm hoping that a year and a half from now, I'll be able to do it again. So. I hope so. We actually have another caller. Gee, this is crazy. This is great. Thanks for calling the Weekly Down. Who's this? Hi, Ben. It's Gary. <clears throat> Gary, how's it going? I heard that you beat up your father. <laughs> well, you know, I knew that was going to Clearly, happen. I won, <laughs> Gary. So, <laughs> Yes, I know. We, uh, you know, that's... You, that's that's elder abuse, you know. <laughs> I've already been, gotten a few calls from some organizations and had to cover oh, okay. stories, and I had an alibi. You know, I wasn't I wasn't in the area. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Which, you know there is cameras all over. <laughs> I know. Which I is, know. you know, I, it was really great, Ben, that you posted it pre-show, so that, that just to take any way away any possibility that you <laughs> that you created this scenario. It's called plausible deniability. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and Gary, you'd be happy. Okay, are you doing good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, uh, Great. It uh, it crushed my my right elbow, broken elbow, and a fracture of the hip. Uh, the hip actually is uh, moving along nicely. I'm I can actually uh, go short distances without the crutch, uh, which is great. Whoa. So uh, and uh, the elbow. Well, I'm gonna... you're pretty much in good shape anyway. Yeah, I'm a tough guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm having the elbow looked at next Wednesday. So a lot will happen then, in so far as uh, what, what the, how we move forward. But the doctor told me I might be able to play golf before the end of the summer. Well, that's good because you know it sucks. You had your shoulder fixed, and well, then this happens. Hey, you know what? We just move on. I'm. Uh, I've always been a 
Oh, so definitely. Positive attitude. Definitely. And, uh, nothing's going to keep me down, I, man. Nah. Just two words. Bubble. Oh, I think wrap yourself up in bubble wrap. Yeah, <laughs> you got that right. Thanks, Gary. You're cutting out a little bit, Gary. We can't hear you that well. Oh. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I, I actually think there's another caller. That's why it's yeah. beeping, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Ben, uh, it, was, it was fun to talk to you guys. And, you know, the invitation's still open to come and sit at my picnic table. Absolutely. We won't forget. Yes, we won't forget you, Gary. It's still open. Yep. And good news, they uh, they knocked down the uh, that house. Oh, nice. CA. That's awesome. So I am psyched. I, I guess I did something for the city. I just got to talk to my alderman. I, you know, I hope to hear from her. Nice. We will let we will let her know that you're uh, looking to hear from her. Yeah, we'll definitely do oh, that. Oh yeah. Thank you so and, much, Gary, uh, for calling in. We really appreciate your input. Oh yeah. You know, I'm I'm there. I'm old now, so I can get out there and look around. And uh, Mr. Clayton, uh, you know, I met you at the um, the the uh, Miracle on Elm Street. We only had a couple minutes to talk, and we were talking about different things. And I'm born and raised in Manchester. I worked the mills. I did the, both Pandora Mills, the sweater mill, and the sportswear. My dad worked for Wombach Mills. My mom worked for J.F. McCowan uh, up on Silver Street and up on and on the west side. And I worked there a little. So I worked the mills. I'm a mill rat. And uh, I'm glad, steel tanning. I'm glad you, you used that remember phrase. Steel tanning. I use that phrase proudly, mill rat. Uh, my mom and dad worked at Wombach. My grandfather worked at Amistag. And I work in the Milliard Museum. If anybody asks me, I tell them, I'm a mill worker. What do you do yeah. for work? I'm, I'm a mill worker. Yeah, I'm, I'm a mill, yeah, I'm a mill rat. I, I, I love working there. Yeah, my folks work I there as well. I used to go down and get stuff downstairs, and the, and the, uh, they used to send me down into the dye house, and I'd watch those uh, lovely little water rats that looked like the uh, size of a little dog. And they used to fill, they used to give them uh, the dye to eat, and then uh, they couldn't kill them. So they had to go down there, and a guy was getting 10 bucks for every one he shot. So he could bring his 22 in on the weekend. Whoa. Whoa. Just, a, just a little, you know, a little thing about Manchester. <laughs> like, Th- thanks, Gary. Remember Habitat Soup? Very well. Yeah. Well, that used to be smelling good. Well, Gil Morin was but, yeah. one of the founders, and... Uh, he was one of the backers of the Manchester Blackhawks hockey team because Gilles was obviously yes. of Canadian descent. And he was yep. just a delightful guy. And the smell of uh, the yellow Habitant pea soup uh, made it oh, yeah. made it pleasant to drive through the mill yard as opposed to other times when the canals were ripe and the weather was hot. Uh, you had to pick, yeah. pick your fight. During the summer, when they were, yeah, when they were flowing all the dye yeah, in the canals. But, uh, yeah, so... Yep, I just, oh, but, uh, yeah, Ben and, and you know, Daryl, like I said, my uh, my picnic table's open for you. Okay, we will so. be down. We appreciate you uh, always calling in, and uh, we will see you uh, hopefully in the in the spring or summertime. Oh, yeah. Thanks, know, thanks, Gary, for calling in. But, yeah, thank you, and, hey, have a great life with your little guy. Thanks, Gary. I really thanks, appreciate Gary. it. And, Mr. Clayton, I'll probably see you sometime. I'll go down into the... Uh, Museum. I haven't had a chance yet, so I really want to go there. I'll be there. Come and see me. All right. All right. Take care. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. God bless you all. Have a good one. You Bye-bye. too. Bye. Oh, Gary. 
Love them. I always, always miss Gary's calls. And I have a feeling there's a caller coming right up after that because they kept beeping. So we'll see if that comes through. Uh, in the meantime, I do want to switch over to our next segment. <laughs> You're um, going to try to follow the schedule I'm, you put I'm, together? He's I'm, always trying to follow try the schedule, to. man. It's a fool's errand. <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> uh, you know, I got every one of these at home. Every single one. You're going to see that on eBay someday. Or, He's going to no, sell that. Bring them to the museum. Exactly. <laughs> there the we question. go. Not yes. a bad idea. Yeah. And here's another caller. See? It was coming eventually. Thanks for calling the weekly down. Who's this? Hey, everybody. How you doing? Peter White. Peter White. Peter, Peter, how How's are you? Going? Good, good. How's it going, guys? Not too bad. Not too bad. Just uh, reminiscing about the show and, uh, you know, talking to talking to the man, the myth, the legend, John Clayton over here. <laughs> I know. I see that. I'm like, wow. <laughs> the MC himself, the master of ceremony. <laughs> A second, awesome. second banana tonight. I'm, hey, I just want to say, you guys, uh, great job on this show. You know, it's been part of the, the station for a while, and, uh, you know, sad to see you guys go. Um, like you said, it's only a hiatus. Right. Absolutely. You know? And, uh, you know, Ben, I got to thank you for sharing your dad with me <laughs> and him being on the show now, what are called the Daryl years. <laughs> the Daryl years. And they were wild and willing. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. We'll I had such a good Blackie. time, Peter. I had such a great time. We'll never forget Blackie. <laughs> no, no. How could we? You keep on bringing it up. <laughs> Brain, yeah, Ben, do you have a train noise you can play over oh the sound effect? I'm not even going to try to find that. Peter, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm not sure if, if you're aware of this, but Brooklyn Mike really hates that. <laughs> really, really. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things I do, people. You know, <laughs> such fond memories. What, anyway. what would the moose say? Think about it. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, I know the moose years. Those are the moose years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks, guys. And Ben, you know, best of luck to you and doing a great job over there on the school board. And uh, we're all proud of you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. All right, and Daryl, sorry about all those hip jokes this morning on that morning show. <laughs> uh, sadly, uh, I didn't hear them because I was uh, uh, I had a visitor to uh, help me shower. I'm sure you can uh, understand that. <laughs> yes, and I it love wasn't that. Dick. Oh, <laughs> uh, back to the old tricks. Huh? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> two, two words, Peter: sponge bath. Sponge bath. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who gives it to him though? Dick Dryer, John. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Have a good night. I know there's other people trying to call in. Awesome, though. Stay in touch. I'll talk to both of you anyway. Awesome. And I'll Thanks, probably Peter. see you once in a while, John. Yep. Bye, Pete. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Peter. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mr. Peter White of The Morning Show with Peter White every weekday from 7 to 9 a.m. And he was actually, it's funny, right when we were, um, I guess, right about to go on the air, is or like the next week is when I ran into him in public, him and the moose, and they were handing out flyers for the show. Like they had these like postcard things. I think it was at um the uh um wasn't it that event? it was an event? Yeah, it was a food, the Taste of Manchester, the Taco Tuesday. It was something, yeah. And yeah. it was funny because we were able to it, like actually officially meet before everything. So that was it was really cool. We actually have another caller. Jeez, I'm crow. All right, thanks for calling the weekly down. Who's this? 
Good evening, gentlemen. This is Michael of Kings County. How are you? <laughs> Brooklyn Mike, how are you, sir? I'm, I'm fine, thanks. Listen, I'll keep it very, very brief. Uh, I was actually very hesitant to call, being that John is there. I don't want to step on his toes. Uh, although they are very big toes, so they step could away, probably step, you know, take away. the beating. <laughs> so, uh, Ben, I just wanted to congratulate you on a great run on your show and wish you all the best in your future endeavors, all right? Thank you, sir. I really appreciate that. My pleasure. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing you again. Definitely. Definitely. All right, guys. Have a great night, all right? Thanks, Mike. I'll be talking to you. <laughs> okay. Ciao. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Mr. Brooklyn Mike, we have all the celebrities from the station calling in, too. This is <laughs> this is great. I'm, I'm waiting for who's next because it's going to come because it just beeped again. It's very incestuous, I have to I know, admit. I know. It just keeps... <laughs> you know, the best part, Brooklyn Mike and I have become close. Uh, we've uh, we've gone to several concerts together. As a matter of fact, he's coming over the house on Monday. Uh, he's been visiting and uh, just... <laughs> We know when we had this last snowstorm, his shovel was at the ready. Is he going to give you your next sponge bath? That's the uh, question. No, no, no. no That's no, all no. the weekly Dion <laughs> listeners want to know. That's all they need to know. That's the, actually the, the, the another show we're going to start up. <laughs> we have another caller. Thanks for calling the weekly Dion. Who's all this? Right. Good evening. This is your aunt, Benjamin. How are you? Good. How are you? Aunt Karen. I'm Hi, everybody. This is your, most frequent, well. your most frequent guest. <laughs> <laughs> I am calling to say, yes, uh, Mr. Clayton, you have tied with uh, Matt Connerton with your um, being on the show this evening. Um, but what you can at least say is you were there in the beginning and you were there at the end. And Matt can't say that because he was in the middle. So Absolutely. you've got that recognition. Excellent. <laughs> That, that will be my epitaph on my gravestone. <laughs> he was there at the beginning and there I at the end. What I want to say is I'm going to miss the show immensely on Thursday. It fills my Thursday night listening to it. But, however, I just want to put out there, and I've said it before, you've heard my voice on your show, but I have never been asked <laughs> to be a guest. Well, because if I had you as a guest, you wouldn't be able to call in. <laughs> That's, that's that was the part we would miss. Couch and use my phone and call in. That was always my problem. Is I was like, if I, if I don't, I need a caller. I need at least one caller, and you're the consistent caller. <laughs> All right, I guess I guess that will be my you know call to fame that I I call in. You know, if when we if and when we do come back, we can have a call in segment, and I have to think of a catchy name, but I will think of something for that. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm I'm only good at asking people questions, really. I'm not good. I don't live an exciting life. To well, it will be a question only. It will be one question, and it will be something we'll come up with. It. I, I have an idea for it. Okay. All right. But I do want to say that um, I will miss your show, and I enjoyed it to the point of, like, when you had candidates on for at-large candidates and candidates for my ward, I have to say it has, and you know which ones I'm speaking about, actually changed my mind when I was talking to the candidates. I, mm -hmm. you know, was going to go one way and then went another. And I just want to thank you for that because it, it actually got me more involved of, like, the old-fashioned of, like, oh, I know that name, so I'll just vote for them. And, right. and it got me involved and actually taught me what was good for the city, at least in my opinion, um, but I do have to say I voted for the winners more than not. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, 
because of your show. So um, very good. Very I good. still will get to talk to you. Everybody else that calls in won't, <laughs> but I still will get to talk to you. <laughs> yes. I just wanted to thank you for your show. Tell you I love you, and you guys have a great night. Thank you so much. Thanks, Karen. Alrighty, bye bye. Bye bye. I just thought of a great. I have to think of a catchy name for that segment. <laughs> See, this these are the things I haven't been able to do just because I've been so busy. I wanted to come up with different segments. I will tell you though, John, this one thing that I'm I'm annoyed at myself from not thinking of it early on is the name of this show. I went back and forth about the name of the show mm -hmm. forever. Couldn't call it the Daily Dion because it's not daily. Weekly Dion, it kind of just stuck and it became catchy. But the one name that I wish I had called this show and being a person that has lived in New Hampshire and Manchester their entire life, it bothers me I didn't think of it sooner do you know what the name of the show would have been i do not live free or die on <laughs> why didn't i think of that i blame my dad see i get the hit every time because you, know? you should have thought <laughs> you should have prompted me dad yeah, yeah really exactly really yeah. you know what we haven't spoken about and ben and i have spoken about it briefly that uh in our in uh, in our hiatus point we'd like to do uh dining with daryl a podcast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I had no idea that people actually liked it. So, I, and it was so much fun to do and I get to wear my chef's hat, although I'm not calling myself a chef nor will I ever, <laughs> I don't want to go down that road again, but it was so much fun. And, uh, you know, and I had, I've met up, I've reconnected with friends of my past and they actually watched it and liked it. You know, so we're going to do that. I think I'd like to do it once a month. Maybe. Well, that's the thing. So even though we're not going to be at the station, we're we're going to do separate social media podcasts. Yeah. Right. So we'll do right. Facebook live videos and I'll post those on all the social media accounts too. But the Facebook lives allow us to interact in a different way. Um, right. And people can watch it after the fact. Um, right. So we're going to do small things like that. I, I have to tell you, I'm a, I'm a maniac about food programs. You know, Saturdays I watch Phantom Gourmet. I'm I was at the Wentworth by the sea the other day watching a diners, drive-ins, and dives marathon. Oh, cut it out! Uh, no, I, I love them. I just love it. And when Billy Costa and Jenny do their program on Nesson about food, I think it's it's like crack. That people will watch it. And if you do local restaurants, again, the phrase I used before, local, local, local. Yeah. People will tune in and watch it because number one, the restaurants would love the attention. Number two, potential clients will watch the program. And you get to demonstrate your love or appreciation for a dish or two. Um, family plug, you know, journalist honesty. <laughs> my sister-in-law owns Cotton Restaurant. Beautiful. And they were going to be on featured on the uh, Food Network show, The Best Thing I Ever Ate. Oh, right. And right. they asked me if I would be the diner who would be on the program <laughs> when they did a dish called Steak Diane, which is not on the menu anymore. And I said... Of course. So Peaches brought in all my buddies on a Sunday when we'd normally be watching the Patriots, and I had to be the one to eat on camera. I, I do have <laughs> impeccable table manners, I will say that. Yes, a lot <laughs> of pressure. A lot of pressure. <laughs> um, and I think the notion of doing a show like that locally will kill. It will kill. You know, and not, and I love to cook so much, and I yes. love, love to cook for others so much, and I've always had that in, in me. It's in me. Mm -hmm. Because I watched my mom cook when I was just, you know, eight, nine, and ten years old. Not that I learned a lot there, well, but uh, <laughs> you know, having having just the experience of it, of course, and yeah. and cooked in many restaurants, and uh, I just it, it, it's so much fun, and that you know, and I, I don't, I'm not gonna, I, I don't know, talk about a, a teaching experience, 
Now, I might do a little teaching, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of you know how to how to do slice and dice and all that kind of stuff. I think the recipes is what people actually from the two we did, and that was like right at the beginning of COVID when the station shut down. I was right, like, you got to do right. something. The virtual shows were okay, but they weren't they weren't where they should be, um, technology wise and audio wise. But the, when we did dining with Daryl, and he made first one was a frittata, mm-hmm. which half the people were like, "What the heck is a frittata?" <laughs> which was hilarious. And the second one was the crepes, and both both of those people were wanting the recipe. To make it for themselves. And they were watching and asking questions. That's the cool thing is that so cool. with, really with those little things, we'll, one, we'll be able to dedicate, if we don't do it so often, but we are able to advertise it on social media, we'll be able to put that time into it. And also, you know, I can set up, I have a, a tripod for a phone, so I can set up and just kind of let it go and, and be able to help out maybe. I can assist. I know assist you, is necessary. You have issues cutting sometimes. Well, oh, stop it. He, uh, here's the tip. Uh, when I was asked to start hosting New Hampshire Crossroads, they assigned me to a, a producer named Paul Lally, uh, who started working with Mr. Rogers in Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. So he was a pretty good mentor for me. He was also the producer for Marianne Esposito, whose cooking show is still on New Hampshire Public TV. And wow. he told me that when he started producing the show, one of the angles and the tricks that he perfected was the shot when you're looking at the dish as it's being prepared. Because mm. most cooking shows show it from directly overhead. Right. And he said... Remember when you were a kid and your mother was cooking, you looked at it from a 45-degree angle because you were standing there looking over the stove. Yeah. So that's how Paul always positions the cameras huh. for Marianne Esposito's shows. Perfect. That's good to know. And because you're right. It's all overhead. Right. But he said, this is how you grew up. This is yeah. your relationship with food is from this angle. And Paul was a very Zen guy. He really was. <laughs> he taught me a lot. Uh, you know, like celebrity is currency and, you know, use your celebrity for good. Mm. Uh, but that was one of his tips about the cooking show with Marion Esposito. So when you set up your tripod, Ben, and you do that, keep that in mind that that yeah. was one of his revelations was that 45 degree angle looking at the dish. I might keep it mobile too. Cause last time we were, I was able to do that mm-hmm. and move around and, and people would ask questions on the Facebook live. And I, it'd be kind of like a running interview because people would want to know what he's doing or what, or what that yeah, thing yeah, is. Yeah. So that was a cool thing. So it was so much we'll fun. still do those things. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at your schedule. You I know, have I no can't. shot. No, I can't do any of this. No, I can't do any of this. We are totally winging it from this yeah. point forward. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Every time Peter White came on the show, which I think was twice or three times, Maybe only twice. I think I only allowed him on twice. Yeah, we well, allowed him with EZG, which was a killer. Well, I, I want to point that out because... I keep waiting for the phone to ring. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Mikey Martineau has commented in Facebook Live Room and says, My favorite moment, EZG crying on air, forcing you to take a break for the first and only time. That is true. Actually, hysterically. second oh, time, yeah. oh. I've actually had to take two breaks because the other time it was for a guest because we only had a guest. We actually had a presidential candidate on. We had John Delaney on. Mm-hmm. And he could come on for half of the show. So mm-hmm. I, I took a, a short break as he left. So it wasn't awkward right. and everything. But um, yes, I will never forget that show. Because it no one was helping me. No one. I was sitting here. I was listening. He was. <laughs> my dad was literally no help. I'm trying to get through it. I'm trying to ignore it. I shut the mic off. I lowered Peter's mic. We were getting through it. And then and it got louder. I was trying to talk about the morning show, and he kept pushing it back to him by the comments. And I was like, "Okay, we're done. We're taking a <laughs> we're taking a break because I can't function." It was pretty wild. 
pretty well. But I have that effect on someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To make them that emotional. All right. Well, I'll try to keep it together for you. <laughs> and I did get a friend request from Mikey on Facebook today. So, Mike, let me know if it's legit. I think I'm already friends with you on Facebook. So, if you get hacked, let me know. <laughs> um, we have a bunch of people in the Facebook live room, too. I want to give a big shout out to Jen Josiak. Uh, she said, whatever happened to Manchester's slogan, where history meets opportunity? I thought that was great. I don't even know what it is now. It was really a manufactured slogan that the Chamber of Commerce came up with. They actually had a campaign to ask people to come up with that slogan. And just in the same way that the Hampshire Plaza used to have retail, you can't force retail into a market unless mm. you know it's going to work. Right. And the Chamber really tried to force that slogan onto the community and it never had any real traction. So uh, it was a good effort and you know, well-intended, but it never caught the public imagination. And Jennifer, I should point out, is on my board. Mm -hmm. So, Jen, I'm working. It's after five. <laughs> 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 Tell your fellow trustees that John's on the job. <laughs> on the job. Um, and Dan Shisney comments the Facebook Live, and I had to read this one. Uh, we're going to miss you. Um, picked John as your final guest to make sure I can never beat his guest appearance <laughs> record, didn't you? Pretty much. I hope so. <laughs> I, it was funny because having Dan on, we I was I was thinking about, you know, kind of stopping the show and and everything, and I didn't really want to tell anyone, and I was just I was kind of working through it because it, it's tough decision, but I knew yep. I had to do it, and again. <laughs> The person I worried about the most was my dad because I'm like, I feel like I'm taking something away from him. You know, I just want to say something that's truly amazing. We have had countless guests, John, Dan, I, I, the list goes on yeah. and on and on. Our of, list. Of the level of comfortability that was just, you know, like we're at home having a drink. Yeah, and we're yeah. not having a drink, but it felt, it felt like it. I know, I'm going to file a complaint, but the show's <laughs> going off the air. So you know, and I've been saying to Ben since I got injured i need a drink but i haven't had one i'm thinking this weekend this doesn't perhaps, make you sound very good just so you know ah, what's a drink come on um but no. th that level of comfortability oh, yeah. exuded through the entire run of the show and that was something that came very clear to me when ben and i first sat down for that first interview it's like this is like having a conversation and absolutely that's you know as an interviewer having done this for many many years i don't want people looking at the camera I don't want them looking at my notebook. Talk to me. Right. Just yeah. talk to me and we'll have a conversation. And again, the key is that you have to listen to the answer because the yes. answer will drive your next question. Mm -hmm. It drives me crazy when I would have someone interview me and they had a pre-programmed list of questions. And I would say, well, just yeah. Just moving on to the next that, question. Well, you know, that was when I met Elvis. And they go, okay, what's your favorite color? It's like, right. did you not hear me say when I met Elvis? <laughs> right. That should be your follow-up question. Relevant. Is meeting Elvis. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing, like, this outline when I when I first came up with the format, I said, "Well, I, I need to have an outline. I need to have something because if I don't have something, I'm gonna go off track, and it's very easy to do you that. Are, though. But I needed to have mm -hmm. something to guide it. But I never, and that was the thing: having people on that didn't know me or didn't know the show, and especially candidates, because that's always the hard thing. Yes. They they mm -hmm. want to know the questions you're gonna ask, and they had to trust me that I wasn't gonna ask a question that." Was right. a gotcha question right. or, or or just kind of there was never the right any spirit. of that going on ever, right. and that's the thing I always always say I'm I don't ask I'm not going to ask you I'm not going to write down questions because that's not what I do I just ask the questions right. as the conversation and it's funny um, someone like Matt Wilhelm who I knew before I had him on the show when before, when he ran for state rep but I became friends with him after the show and I think that's one thing that um, 
he kind of realized in other guests of like, that's oh, a conversation and it goes by quickly and that's what it's always meant to be. Yeah. And it's definitely, it was easier doing it when I wasn't on the radio because it's not so formal because you're in a station. So that was always the thing that definitely became different when I had people in the studio. Um, and it's funny cause Matt Wilhelm, <laughs> I, I made the announcement video, I think it was Sunday night or Saturday night. And I, I got a text from him. It was a broken heart emoji. <laughs> yeah. Matt's a sweetheart. Oh, he's but, yeah. beautiful. And you know, having gone through different, um, elements of the media, you know, working at the newspaper by myself with a notepad in my hand mm -hmm. was very unthreatening. But when I started doing television, all of a sudden, I've got a videographer with right. a camera over my shoulder and sometimes a sound producer with the boom mic. And it just completely changes the dynamic with the person you're interviewing. Yep, right. The, the medium interferes with that process. And that's why people always say, well, newspaper, television. It's like, no, newspaper. It was always easier. It was always better. Right. It was always an ordeal. Uh, even radio with a microphone, it changes yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, the we have a, a Brady Bunch album over here. I call it Bobby Brady disease. Remember the episode of the Brady Bunch when he was on TV and the red light went on and Bobby froze. <laughs> that's what happens. That's what happens. And that's why the less technical the medium, I right. believe, makes me better able to tell a story. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's it's It makes it more comfortable to have that just kind of laid back and, and conversation. You and, and me talking. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And that's what I, this, that was always the goal of this show is. And I think you've pulled it off masterfully. I, I, just, I really appreciate that. And I, and I just wanted it to be something different because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear anything like this. I'm always, I've always been a NHPR, NPR podcast, you know, look for shows that I can just listen to. I learned something, but I, I I'm not, forced to and it's not hard to listen to and that was always the goal is to have something to have something like that especially for local stuff so um yeah this okay. is my ultimate compliment um when laura canoy was hosting the exchange on new hampshire public radio for 20 years mm -hmm. uh, i was on the show several times and i just the first time i sat down with you it was that same dynamic wow sitting down with laura is like having a conversation with a friend even the first time you met her and so what an honor it was for me when they were approaching their 10th anniversary, they asked me if I would be the host to interview Laura for her 10th anniversary show. Nice. Now I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> really? And then you find out the process of radio after you are a guest on the show, the producers all get together and they rate the visitors. Right. How were you, you know, affability, storytelling, <laughs> you know punk diction, whatever it was. <laughs> and apparently I always got really high marks. So that's why they asked me to do that. Wow. And so I got to interview Laura for the 10th anniversary of her show. That's so cool. And I can tell you it was over in 30 seconds. I mean, she and I just had this rapport on the radio. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, they've got the smoky glass tabletop with the phone bank in front of you. Yep. And you see they have 10 phone lines and the lines never stopped. Calls wow. kept coming. So the way in which you handle calls, I had to do that. And so yep. they trained me how to do that. It is not easy. And no. again, the way in which you do it is is really seamless. And it really makes the program so easy to enjoy. So that's my radio career in a nutshell. <laughs> is I got to be Laura Canoy's stunt double. That's so cool. And my wife told me if I ever left her for anybody, it could only be Laura. So, <laughs> so and she, cool. And She's the best. She really is. And that's, that was the, I think she's the only other person that like locally like, hearing radio that I was just like, 
yeah, it's pretty it's pretty similar to the style that I I enjoy because it's it feels short. Yes. It's it's not short, but that's the I think that's the sign of the conversation too. And it's funny, that's the that's how I kind of rank the shows. Yeah. And there's only about maybe two or three percent of the shows we've ever had that I have done this and looked and see what time it was because it's, it's felt like it's felt long. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. But there's only a few of those. Yeah. Very, and, very and that's, few. That's yeah. a, that's a great sign of yeah. the quality of your no show is that's the case. That, so yeah. So Laura is uh, the standard by which I judge everybody and you are right there with her. Wow. That means a lot. I mean, cause that's someone I look up to when it comes to, to radio and into interviewers too, because it shouldn't, it shouldn't feel like an interview. It should just feel like conversation. Yeah. Conversation. You're just, you're just well, sitting back. I'm yeah. expecting an email from her tomorrow about that leaving my wife thing. So we'll see <laughs> if I hear from Laura tomorrow. <laughs> um, we do have to wrap up the show. There's only three minutes left. All right. I do want to give a bunch of shout outs. Um, I know we kind of ditched the whole outline. <laughs> That's well, my fault. you know what? <laughs> part of, part of what we wanted to do was I wanted to talk about uh, the accident and the uh, the effect it had on me insofar as i felt very strongly that there was divine uh, intervention mm. because i had to get up one leg one arm and uh, move probably around 45 feet and most of which i have no recollection so i think kathy and her father john were looking down on me and helping me out big time that's that's oh, yeah. pretty much all i wanted to recount because I have no memory of it and just, and, and I didn't think about it for after a couple of days after the accident, which made me reflect on how the hell this all happened. Right. And you know, you know, thank God and Kathy and John, we are Yankees. We are made of stern stuff and you embody that. Thank you. Thank you. I needed her help though. Big time. It was, it was pretty rough. Oh, when I got the call, I was just like, Oh geez. I know. What happened? The beginning of the end. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, though, aside from the initial hit, uh, the pain factor has been minimal, you know, and, and you I move around well. I played a ball. I played a lot of ball as a, as a young yeah. man, as an older man, a lot of football, a lot of contact. And I think that prepped me for all the stuff that's occurred to my body over these past oh so many years. <laughs> well, now I get to have lunch with them every day and take care of them. I don't do the sponge bath. Um, but I do assist with the lunch. And you have to cut his meat. Oh, I do. Right I do. I, yeah, I, do. I got no cutting skills at all. It, the I, funny thing is, when he keeps asking me, I, "Can I have you? Can I have you do that?" I'm like, "I, I got it. Just let me do the food, and I got it." It's, it's you know what, and I just want to mention quickly, my support system has been awesome. That's great. It's, uh, the beginning of the day, as Dick Dreyer comes every morning with coffee and a breakfast sandwich, Ben is there every lunchtime with uh, you know uh, assistance and lunch and Samantha has been extremely helpful. I got a terrific next door neighbor, uh, Linda, actually it was her son that first spotted me when I yelled out to Everybody. him for help. Yeah. Noah was great. Everybody, uh, has been so helpful to me and I can't thank people enough. It's, that, it's that kind of community. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we, we do have to wrap up the show. I want to give huge shout outs to all my listeners, whether you listen to the radio, Facebook live streamed it afterwards, the podcast, uh, thank you for always listening. Uh, we will be back eventually. It's not a goodbye. It's a see you later. Or as Peter White called it, a hiatus. 
I like that too. I do too. Um, big shout out to him and, and Matt Connerton for always helping me out and, and guiding me through the through the station. John, obviously to you for helping me get on the station and always being supportive and definitely a wealth of knowledge for everything that that's going on in Manchester and just being a, a supportive person for me. So I really appreciate that. My pleasure. Um, and uh, you can always listen to the replays. We'll have the social media sites still up. The, the podcast will stay up as well. So you can always check those out. Um, but stay tuned for, for what's next for us. Maybe it's soon, maybe it's not, but we will keep you updated all via social media. Uh, thanks for listening. And until next time, live and be happy.